Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What's Happening in Travel. I am here with my buddy, Tro, and I am Kerwin, and this is episode number 72, and we're actually going to talk about 772s, so uh, we're going to do 777-200, so I thought that was kind of neat. <laughs> um, so, Krisha, what, what background do you have there? So I have um, vandalized Air France 777 um, that was taken on March 5th in, um, at Paris CDG and it forms the background for a story that has infuriated me that we'll get to shortly. All right, cool. And I have some more Air France 777s at CDG. I took these when, uh, when you're flying here. When you're flying into Paris, um, you actually get a really good view, regardless of the runway you use, of um, these airplanes that are parked up. Because you know, I've never, I've never landed in Paris from the other direction, which is from Russie en France. I've always come from the cities. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never. I, I've taken off in the other direction, but I've never landed in that. It direction. also depends on the runways, right? You use. Uh, yeah, but they have. Um, the the runways they have they run parallel to the train the train track. Um, I think all the runways are parallel, are they not? Yeah. 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 I don't. Is it <coughs> one of those airports that don't have a crosswind runway? I don't believe it does, but it could be wrong. I know one is really far from the others. One is very far, but I, yeah, I don't think they have a crosswind runway. Not that I know of. That, that's mm. interesting. And and a crosswind runway is just most airplanes. When they build an airport, they do a lot of studies and they, they measure the wind running in and they make the airport run. They make the runways in the direction of the wind because that works with aviation. That's kind of how airplanes fly. But sometimes the wind will switch. And normally when the wind flips, it flips 90 degrees. So they normally build a runway that's 90 degrees from the active runway is what they call it. But And this just takes, so whenever the wind shifts, you'll take off into the wind on those uh, uh, runways. But I don't think Paris has one of those. But maybe the wind doesn't change. Oh. Okay. So um, we're going to jump right into it because uh, Kusha is itching to talk about. So these are all the topics we're going to cover just now, the today are all um, very, very recent. In fact, they happened this week. Yeah, so this week, this one, March 6th, right? The week of March. Yes. Actually, the week of March, the week March, of, actually, yeah. end okay. of Feb, March. Okay. Um, this one really, really aggravated me. So yesterday at Paris CDG, during the day, at least eight Greenpeace activists somehow got into the storage area at the airport where this aircraft and several others have been parked since, at least this one has been parked since March of 2020. This has a registration of FGSPB, and I believe it was the second 777-200 delivered to Air France in uh, 1998. So this Correct. is a 23-year-old aircraft Correct. that was stored because of the COVID pandemic. Well, a little bit of background, <clears throat> the French government has been, uh, French parliament, I should say, has been discussing 
uh, the need for um, some sort of uh, climate bill. And the French transport minister has been touting the advantages of technological advancement. Now, the Greenpeace activists didn't think that this was enough um, to meet the challenges of climate change and um, to uh, satisfy requirements of the Paris Climate Accords. So in this asinine move, what they had did was they somehow breached the perimeter of uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris, at least eight of them armed with paintbrushes, paint and a ladder and painted the left side of this 777-200 from doors one to doors two in this green color. Now, they had time to video themselves. They propped a ladder onto the wing of this aircraft and climbed aboard the wing and onto the fuselage of this plane and essentially broadcast what they were doing on video. The fact that no one caught them is even more shocking and should be a point of great embarrassment for um, the CDG ADP, the um, Airport Authority of Paris. And they wanted to draw attention to what they call the greenwashing of climate change by the French government. And this was their stupid way of gaining attention. But I think, for instance, a lot of people are going to be infuriated by this because just getting this aircraft, this aircraft clean again to remove the paint from the windows and the fuselage of this plane would imply some chemicals, which in turn are not good for the environment. <laughs> so they really shot themselves in the foot uh, by doing this. And I'm amazed that there are climate activists. Now, make no mistake, I, I agree with climate activists. We need to do something about it. But for these people to be so radical in their thought process and so stupid is what really infuriates me. And it's only going to give environmentalists a bad name. So I hope this, uh, these people are rounded up and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And uh, I hope a lot of environmentalists disassociate them from this. And I'm really surprised Greenpeace would allow this to go this far, or maybe they didn't know about it. Maybe they had no idea, yeah. Um... But I really think it's inexcusable that this happened and they were not caught. So yeah. they were fully made up um, in, um, well, not made up really, but they covered themselves quite extensively. So I think it would be quite hard to identify these eight, at least eight idiots. Yeah. I don't know. The French is quite good about catching people. I hope they do. Because whenever they've had any terrorist on the terrorism on their soil, they've been really good at going and finding. I really, really it. hope they do. So, um, yeah, it's like uh, if you have a cause and um, I, I, I don't agree with you <laughs> damaging public property to show your cause, which is basically what, they, what they've done here. I mean, yeah. CDG is a big airport and these airplanes are being stored. So, um, 
I could see how, you know, they could probably get in undetected. And I remember the, Paris was a place that the guy, I think somebody jumped over the fence and I think they slapped the seas. The, the oh, well, in France a few years ago, yeah. Yeah, a few years ago. So um, CDG just has, they've just been having so many, every now and again, something happens that you go, well, how the heck did that happen, right? Because they were recently talking about expanding the airport, but they uh, abandoned those efforts. And that's something else that irritated these uh, yeah. environmentalists. They didn't <laughs> think... One of the things um, about people fighting for the environment is I think uh, there was one guy who, I was at a conference in Cancun, Mexico it was, and he got up and there was a lady who was talking about um, environment and he was giving her a hard time. And I think she asked him, she was like, sir, how did you get here today? And he's like, well, I, I'm from the US and I flew in here on an airplane. And she was like, oh, so really? Um, why didn't you just walk here? Why didn't you just walk across the ocean or, or get here some other way than the airplane that you did? And he kind of had nothing to say. And I think people just don't think. Um, so you vandalize an airplane, but you don't realize that all the supplies that you're using came on that airplane. So <laughs> I just don't think that people think through what they're doing and um, they just don't, you know, yeah. the, the phone <laughs> that you were taking the video on that you were broadcasting came on that airplane because none of the phones are made in Paris. Not that I know. France. Oh, France, yeah. right? So people just don't, we just don't think about what we're doing um, and vandalizing property. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't. One positive is that by the end of the evening yesterday, Air France, had, uh, they towed this aircraft into a hangar and they had removed almost 100% of the paint, except around the logo. Okay, yeah. Which so, but the fact is that this was, actually it's dangerous. In a, in a sense, they exposed the complete lack of security at okay. CDG which is probably the more, the more pressing story. Yeah. How did these people go undetected for so long and so brazenly? Well, I think, you know, I mean, it's, it's COVID. It was in an air place where, a place where they stored the plane. There was probably nobody around there uh, or, or it might've been an inside job, but you know, the investigators will find out because obviously they have cameras all over the airport. Apparently not, right? Because if they had cameras and someone was watching them, they would have been caught. Well, you know, there are two steps of security, right? One, to have the camera, two, to monitor it. And two, three, to turn it on. Uh, well, yeah, you know, so maybe there was no one. I mean, I don't know, we're speculating, right? But I'm, because it really just happened. I'm pretty sure, like I said, the French is really good about... I hope they get these people. Yeah, they're really, they're really good about really. finding finding people who, who do terrorize. Um, I'm always surprised at how quickly they find people. So, um, because clearly this is, this is, yeah, this is not good. I mean, I'm glad that all they did was just, you know, spray paint their plane and they didn't damage it in any other way. Because you don't know, right? Because there's a lot of openings and all that that were likely sealed during the storage process, but still. Yeah. 
You can these see people the, don't care about, or they don't even know about all these. Yeah, they don't. I mean, you can see the tape on the on the door. But interesting, there's, there's tape on the L2 door, but not on the L1 door. <laughs> and, um, and there's tape around the, the nose cone, uh, the radome, but there's, and there's also tape, there's tape of the wheels and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly the, air, the airplane is in storage and the windows are, the windows are secured. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these are just people who just wanted to vandalize an airplane just so that, hey, we're talking about it, right? But I think this is going to set back their case, though. When they do things like this, especially Greenpeace, I mean, I think they do yeah. a lot of good, especially like the anti-whaling aspect. Now, I know yeah. we're getting into controversial topics, but when they do stupid, idiotic yeah. stuff like this, yeah, the environment damage the like cause that. for environmentalists worldwide. And then, you know, I mean, you don't know if these people are associated with Greenpeace at all. They say they are, but they may not be, right? They may just be people who are- True, just, that's a good point. People that's are just doing point. this kind of stuff on their own. I mean, in, in my mind, um, they're, they're, you know, they've, they've vandalized public property and you know, I don't care what organization they're with, but they've vandalized yeah. public property and they should be prosecuted for it. Um, Cause so. that's just, yeah, that's just cheaper. And, and especially at a time when the airlines aren't making any money, I guarantee you they're in Paris. So they, they probably they probably fly to some of these smaller islands on Air France. Um, people just don't think, Kastro. They just don't think. But I'm off my rant. Okay. All right. <laughs> there are a few things. Don't mess with Kastro about the environment. I don't mess with his food. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, my God. All right. Um, no. So, are you good now? Are you good? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's talk about um, FedEx <clears throat> and TNT Airlines. Now, every time I see TNT, I just think that it's going to blow up or something. Explosives. And explosives, right? And it's kind of ironic that an airline's name is TNT. They're a cargo airline. But it's, it's, it's just weird. I, I, can't, I can't disassociate the two things. Uh, but anyway, what are, what are they doing at FedEx? So uh, this was news to me. Um, and this again came out yesterday, I believe. But FedEx, um, which is based in the US, has taken over uh, TNT Airlines, which is a Europe-based carrier, a cargo carrier. Um, the decision to take over TNT was recently approved by the EU Commission and now has been integrated into the FedEx network. Um, the main hub for FedEx um, activities in Europe is Paris CDG. And for TNT, it was Liège in Belgium. Okay. So ESL Airlines, Belgium, which was um, formerly known as TNT Airways, was recently sold to um, uh, ASL Airlines Ireland in 2016. <laughs> so this was, TNT Airlines was operating as a subsidiary of that. And as I said, they accounted, they were based in Liège, the main hub for yeah. them. And they account for about 50% of the cargo activity at Liège Airport, which is LGG. Now, 
unknown to them, FedEx decided that, unknown to Liège airport authorities um, and staff at TNT, FedEx decided to follow their um, hub activities, if you will, similar to what they have in the US. They have a main hub at Memphis and a secondary hub at Indianapolis in the US. So what FedEx announced that they would be keeping the main hub at CDG and converting Liège Airport to their secondary hub, which makes perfect sense. Sounds like like a part of the deal that they had to do. Yes, but they forgot, before they made the announcement, they forgot to tell Liège Airport Authority. They found out via press announcement that um, that about 6,000 of their staff were going to be laid off and that their activities at LGG were to be severely curtailed. Hmm. Now, I expect they would have been infuriated, but I wonder if this was deliberate or again, it was corporate mismanagement that did not inform these people. But I think it instantly creates such a lot of animosity between these different divisions within the same yeah. Well, that's all. I just weird. wanted to include it in this episode because despite years and years and years of practice, companies still seem to screw up yeah. what may appear to be just basic things. That doesn't make any sense to a show. I mean, uh, it's not the first time Kusho has bought, I mean, Kusho. <laughs> yeah. FedEx has bought, because I mean, you know, like in, here in the US, they bought FedEx ground. Right. And they kept the name. But now, uh, the <clears throat> ground, actually, it's just called FedEx now. It has a different color. It's like green mm. instead of green. Yeah. Instead of red. Um, and they bought uh, Office. What was it used to be called? Um, Oh, God. I know what you mean. Yes. yes. Isn't it funny how we just forget the old name eventually? I can see the logo, but. Something uh, plus. Is it plus? But there's this office company that was here. You could go and Kinko's. Kinko's, yeah, that's right. And then they called it FedEx Kinko's. And then they changed the name to FedEx Office, is what it's called now. So, so, So they've done these mergers all the time, right? And it doesn't sound like they wouldn't have informed, especially when it's such a big deal. It's Europe. That's right. Everyone is more sensitive. Um, yes. You know, and especially when it's a company that's like the biggest company probably at that airport or in that city. Yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, like that city probably does, wouldn't exist if it wasn't for TNT being there, right? Because we know how those things work. Uh, it's like Boeing pulling out of Everett and not telling the people of Everett, oh, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. They will repaint TNT aircraft into the FedEx livery. So, probably, I don't know. Probably. But you, you know how these things work, right? They um, they have to like keep the name for a little bit and then yeah, they have like, a yeah. phase out, um, which is what they've done with everything else that they've bought. Uh, and it's expensive to repaint. It is expensive to repaint. So. Indeed. Um, but yeah, it, it, it something but, doesn't something doesn't smell right. Um, I, I mean, FedEx is a big company. They've been doing this for a long time. Like, 
How do you make an announcement like that without telling even the employees? The people involved, yes. That doesn't sound right. No. It doesn't sound right. Um, but where was this story found in? Airwaves, by the way. Yeah, okay. All right, Airwaves. I don't quite believe, I think something is missing from this story. So um, we will see if anything else happens. If, yeah. if there's any follow through on this story. Because, you know, sometimes these stories happen, you hear them and it's like, well. But Airways is sort of a, a well-known and well-respected right. publication, right? They are. But I think still, still think there has to be more to this story, right? Um, so, like, maybe they didn't get all the details. They're missing something. Uh, it just sounds like it just doesn't sound like FedEx to do that. I mean, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. But it would think I would think that as a courtesy, you would talk yep. to, talk to the people and let them know what. Yes. Um, instead of hearing no. from a news conference. Oh, by the way, we're closing your thing. I mean, you know that's going to happen once they buy it, right? You know they're going to close it down. They should have expected it. Yes. Yes. So uh, I mean, you know. We we have examples but, of that right here in the U.S. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Malaysia. Uh, in the previous episode, I actually had a picture of Malaysia. It was a 747-300 taking off. And Malaysia is such an amazing airline. And they've gone through so much. And they continue to go through so much. They've changed CEOs a few times. They've changed deliveries. Um, They've lost two airplanes. And but no fault of their own. Exactly. And so um, they've been trying. They've, re they've rebranded. That didn't work so well. They've, they're a frequent fire program. A friend of mine actually used to work for them for they, so their frequent fire program. Uh, Josh that we had on uh, huh. in one of our episodes, he flew them. And he had some issues with them. And uh, it actually got quite ugly. Uh, between Malaysia and them, so there's been all kinds of something going on, and, and I guess now they're now they're buddy buddies. But um, yeah, you know Josh, he doesn't mean words. But and Josh is uh, at go go travel uh, go travel your way. I think is what it is. Josh Cahill. Um, but now uh, they are they're selling offering like everybody else in the world, all the other airlines in the world. Okay. And they've been trying to raise money. And what they've done, again, I don't know any, any other company does, that does this, but um, they are now offering their in-flight products that they supply to premium cabin passengers for sale. Because they have too many of them in the warehouse. <laughs> most, most definitely. And they'll dry rot. <laughs> Because um, they have this business suite product that they uh -huh. have. And for instance, the amenity kit that is apparently from a company called Aspinall of London, mm -hmm. that um, I guess gives it a certain cachet if it's from, it's got a name like that. Of course. So what they're doing is that through their um, online e-retail store called Temptations, uh, they're offering these items for sale. Like, can you guess how much this amenity kit goes for in um, U.S. dollars? Yes. Uh, about 
$99. And I'm in a ticket. Yeah. No, I mean, it's... I mean they, they, they would, you know, like, I, I, I have a lot of them. And I think I'm going to, like, either give them away or sell them for five bucks. But I would think, you know, a nice Malaysia Airlines one, maybe 99 bucks, 100 bucks. Well, $24. Oh. So it's about, it's um, Malaysian ringgit 99. Okay, so this is, this is why they have no money. Because people will pay a lot for these kits. I think so? Yes. They are, because you, because you know why, Kushro? US dollars for an airline kit with tiny amounts of things. But, but think about it. You cannot get one unless you buy a business class ticket. <clears throat> How much is yes. a business class ticket? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what the next one that I would really like is, uh-huh. um, a, as they call them, a dual tone business class duvet. Guess how much that is? The whole duvet, right? Right. Yeah, right. it's a duvet. So like a duvet is like about $179. It's a comforter. Yeah, right. So the, a comforter is like, is like almost $200, right? Well, okay. But judging on the $24 that they're charging for it, I'm going to say 50 bucks. <laughs> 27. Oh! <laughs> now I think that's not a bad deal. Which is uh, ringgit 110. Are, are they not paying attention that we are in COVID and people want airline stuff? So, okay, the last quiz. Okay. Pajama set, which is a zip-up top, pants, an eye mask, socks, and slippers in a reusable um, carry-on bag, carry bag, which actually looks very nice. Guess how much that is? Uh, okay. $40. <laughs> $29. So 119 Malaysian ringgit. So I think what's happening is that they're pricing it for Malaysians. Of course they are, right? For, for Malays. Sorry, I had the wrong word. So. Uh, but it sounds pretty darn expensive to me. Except for the duvet. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't, so, I don't know how, um, well, I guess, yeah, I, I, they're, they're pricing it for the locals. So that's why. So, I mean, one of the things, they're pricing it to sell. So they, yes. don't, have to, they don't have to ship it and mail it all, over, all around the world. So previously, they had the onboard snack, which was um, salted peanuts for uh-huh. sale. And that was overwhelmingly successful. Where's the link? So, Where's the link? Uh, it's on the Malaysian Airlines website. All right. We're going to have to put a link. Because, like, dude, I'd buy some. <laughs> I mean, $29 for a duvet, airline duvet? Are they out of their minds? You so can, You can sell it on eBay for, like, four times the price. I mean, seriously. Because the uh, business class duvets are actually quite common. They are nice, right? I mean, even nice. the, paja- the pajamas... Um, the pajamas are really expensive. I, I actually have uh, I have a Virgin Atlantic pajamas. I have a uh, a friend of mine gave me a Qatar pajamas, which I actually and, and I sleep in it. Uh, it's <laughs> I, it's very comfortable and it is actually very warm. They've used a really good material in it. So, oh, come on, Malaysia, you're not trying to make any money on this one. You're just trying to empty the warehouse. They're really trying to sell a lot of these. <clears throat> yeah, they're just trying because I think what happens with some of those things is that they dry rot. Um, of course, 
yeah all the toothpaste and the creams especially yeah. stored in the heat of malaysia yeah they dry rot so they're trying they're, tr- <laughs> so they're really trying to get them clear out. out their warehouses mm. when are we going so if anyone wants to gift me a birthday <laughs> present a malaysia airlines duvet would be suitable all right just say i'm i'm going to i'm going to uh, I, th- <laughs> i i think somebody can make that happen for you <laughs> so Oh my god. Okay, that's way too cheap. Uh I'm going to go find the link and see what it and I'll put the link in the show notes for you guys because this is actually cool. That's a cool story. And Malaysia Airlines should be paying us. They should definitely be for paying increasing us sales. Uh yeah. yeah. But at that price, at that price you pay more for shipping. It's a base if you're going to ship it back to the US. So maybe they they won't ship to the US. I think it would wouldn't be um uh viable if you wanted to buy it here in the US but given how rich some of these aviation enthusiasts appear to be yeah i bet you they sold out already for sure i guarantee you they sold out already because all the ebay people would have bought them already <laughs> that's right that's right yes i mean like really oh, i i guess i have too many windows open now. i think it's not, not happy um All right, so, I'm going to check. I'm going to check it and see what it is. Um I uh hold on. Oh, I can't believe they're doing that. This is why they have no money. Uh, I met their CEO once. Yes? Yeah, the old one, the one before they moved to the current one. It's 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 just such a shame with this airline. They've had uh cancel. Uh they've had so much Deal. All right. I can't find a thing, but I'm going to go search for whatever there. Thought I could find it on here, but not yet. All right. No. Is, that, is it all you had for that one? Yes. All right. Have you flown Malaysia Airlines before? I've not. Ah, okay. A really nice airline. Um there um the food is what I want to try the, on board. The food is quite good. I was going to say something, but um I won't <clears throat> because Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll tell you outside the episode. It, it has to do with Malaysia Airlines, but I'll tell you off the episode. Um but no, they were good. Um I had really good service with them. Um I think I had done an A330 from KK uh from, well, from KL, which is um Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, to uh to Kota Kinabalu. I think I flew A330 in and i might have actually taken the r i flew the 738 and then the a330 out i wanted to fly the 743 but um i think i don't think i did because of the timings all right um qantas again another flight. another another well this is not quite a flight to nowhere yeah but it's a mystery flight so this was in cnn and um this has been brought this concept has been brought back after uh, about 20 years yeah because in the big, in the 1990s qantas had this um mystery flight program where for anywhere from 59 to 99 dollars you mm-hmm. showed up at the airport and the airline would put you on a flight um without telling you where it was going beforehand oh okay you had to come prepared and apparently it was very very successful 
So given that Qantas is not flying anywhere overseas until at least October 2021, yeah. they've relaunched this series of mystery flights um, and they've currently scheduled three. Um, on the 27th of March out of um, Brisbane, on the 18th of April out of Melbourne, and on 1st of May out of Sydney. And uh, what Qantas says is they want to support tourism operators in regional areas who have been especially hard hit with this um, uh, pandemic and all the travel restrictions that have even prevented domestic Australia travel. Um, so it's a one day trip. Again, not exactly cheap because it costs 737 Australian dollars and uh, which is about 580 US for economy and um, double that. So 1,570 Australian dollars for business. Okay. So um, this is on 737 aircraft, hence the price. And it's only going to be limited to 120 passengers per flight. So social distancing on board and they're not going to tell you where you're going, which I guess is part of the appeal. Yeah, but yeah. bring some hints. For instance, the Brisbane flights offer, as Qantas says, a perfect getaway for those who love country hospitality, gourmet food and wine, and the great outdoors. <laughs> now that, that could be anything from Adelaide to... Alice Springs to Uluru to yeah. wherever. Uh, the Sydney flights will head to the tropics and will be for those who enjoy lunching at the beach. So I'm guessing the Great Barrier Reef, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And Cairns. For Melbourne, it is suitable for fans of the great outdoors gourmet food and wine, and regional farmers markets. Now, again, I know Adelaide and Hobart, for instance, are pretty well known for being cute and uh, outdoorsy. So those could be options. But again, I have no idea. But okay. um, the day, your day will begin. Remember, this is a one-day thing. Okay. Start at 7 a.m. with breakfast at the Qantas Lounge at any of these airports and you return in the evening. Passengers will not know where they're headed until the descent on the flight to the destination, but you will be able to follow your path on the IFE map on board. Once you book a seat, Qantas will give you a little bit of information about what you should pack. Should you uh, pack, okay. pack a winter jacket or yeah. flip-flops or a beach towel or whatever? But I just think this is such a great idea. It and, is a good one. The bookings went on sale on um, yesterday, actually, on the 5th of March, I believe. Uh -huh. I'm curious to see how they did, but I'm betting that they will have no shortage of uh, demand. Yeah, they're, they're, so, um, there are lots of people out there with money just trying to do something. So, yeah, I, I, it's a good idea. Yeah. 
um, I'm still waiting to see which air, which U.S. airline is going to do the uh, flight to nowhere, but I don't think they're going to do it again. No. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, Southwest, they're all hurting, Kusho, so... Um, you may maybe maybe Southwest will come up with something and do it. Um, but, but, I mean, just again this week, Ryanair, for instance, said that its traffic for February was down over ninety percent compared to a normal year, which is huge. Yeah, that's huge. well, you know, lockdown in the UK, nobody's going anywhere. Yep. Yeah, um, and they say is it in May, the end of May or mid May? They're gonna have. Um, You'll be, they'll be able to actually travel. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they have a date okay. that they had set. Uh, I, th I think it's, it's either, 17th, either 17th of April or sometime around there in May okay. that they had set that they're going to open up. But, uh, but no, that's cool. That's, that's, that's very cool. And you're right. I think in Jamaica, we always say that they won't have any hand for sale, which means they'll do really well. Uh, I think well. they'll do really well. And I'm curious if they will add to this. Um, they will add flights. Probably, you know, once there's they... only so many destinations, really, you can go to, right? Yeah, but they got nothing. I mean, it's a big country. Yeah, a, yeah I know. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, I mean, as you know, it's a, it's a huge country. So, um, you know, they can <clears> do <throat> the usual gold clothes. They can go up to Darwin. Um, they get Alice Spring. They, yeah, they got. Yeah, the tropics Earth. would imply the north of the country. Yeah. So, um, yeah, cool. All right. At least uh, the marketing people and the sales people are thinking of things. Um, all right. I think that's the last one we have. Yes. So this is a very short episode. Yeah. Um, all right. That's all we got. Uh, very short, very sweet um, episode. Uh, we just covered what we covered. We covered Air France, FedEx, TNT, Malaysia Airlines, and Qantas. Um, it would be sad to see Malaysia Airlines go, and for crying out loud, I don't think lot, they'll ever allow it to go. Yeah, because um, a lot of these airlines are very, they're very protective of the of the local brand. So and yeah, it's a the, prestige thing, right? It is a prestige thing um, because they have to compete against the country next door. <laughs> yep. and uh, they're all in the same boat. Look at Thai. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, oh it's, it's crazy! It's crazy when you think about when you think about just how devastated the airline industry has been, because mm -hmm. you know you see people traveling and, um, but it's not. Most people are not traveling because um, I think they're supposed to have layoffs again in the U.S. Right? I believe so. At the end of April. Yeah. Um, so. So, so it's like. But you know, the good thing is that lots of people are getting vaccinated, so um, that's helping. And um, I think people are heeding some of the guidelines, and so the numbers seem to be going down, and the the, well, the number of deaths are decreasing. With all the states that are now suddenly opening up fully, starting this week, next week. Yeah, Texas is open, and Mississippi, I think it is, um, which. A lot of other states are opening up. California, Massachusetts. Uh, but California is not going to 100%, I think. Right, but they're still opening up. Yeah, they're just, um, they've actually had really, really bad lockdowns um, mm. from then. Yeah. So, 
yeah, it's, um, you know, we've learned, it's been a year and we've learned more than a year and we've learned a lot more about, about COVID. Um, and uh, thankfully we've, we've developed uh, what, three vaccines now that are available for use. Um, one but thing- only in the US, right? Only in the US, still right. don't have AstraZeneca yeah. and all the other ones. Um, the Chinese, the Indian. So one of my friends, he's Russian, and he says, well, the Russian vaccine is available, but nobody wants to take it. Actually, they've had quite a bit of success overseas, uh, like for South America, for Africa. Well, yeah. uh, and now some countries like Poland and um, Eastern European countries are going yeah. to Russia because they have availability. Right, they have the availability, but no one, well, the people in Russia don't want to take it. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Because remember, um, Putin hasn't taken it yet. Oh, he hasn't? <laughs> That's interesting. But one of the interesting things about um, the vaccine is, and people say, okay, fine, you get vaccinated, you can travel. But a lot of the countries where people want to go do not have the vaccination, right? A lot of people mm -hmm. want to go to like, the Caribbean. And the Caribbean, um, they don't have the vaccinations yet. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think as, yep. a, as a, an agency called COVAX, COVAX, yes, is helping to get. I think by the from the WHO, I believe. Yeah, they help to get organization. I know they did Ghana, and there was one other place that. They, um, Kenya. Kenya yeah. and Senegal, and um, some other countries. So we have to bear that in mind that you know once a. Um, the vaccine needs to get rolled out. Nigeria too. Yep. To uh, other countries, because if that doesn't happen, um, travel is not going to survive. Uh, yep. And, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how, how it happens over the next few months. Um, and there's still lots of people who don't want to take the vaccine. I can't force you to do what you don't want to do. Everybody does whatever they want to do for themselves. Um, but there uh, and even some family members are like, no, we're not taking the vaccine. And I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to sit and argue with you. I just don't have the energy. <laughs> um, but um, that's all we have for today. And this has been episode 71, we said. Or the 72. I can't remember. <laughs> this is not going to look good. Um, wait. If we can't remember the episode number. I have it. Well, it's, it's only been half an hour, Kishra. It just means that we're getting old. This is episode 72. <laughs> and we're recording it on March 6th for the pre basically the news of the previous week. Remember, we are on Spotify. We are on um, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, um, Apple, iTunes. So just search for what's happening in travel. And uh, you can find us, subscribe, leave us a note, leave us a comment. The feedback at passrider.com is where we, um, we entertain information. But we'll have more cool news for you next week because the aviation industry is always doing something. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll try not to annoy Kushua for the next episode. <laughs> so it's more than I do. What's that? I'm the one who gets set off. I know. More I do. than I do. I do get set off, so um, I'm actually entertained when Kushra is upset. So I'm like, oh God, yes, I get it. I totally get it. Upset, it's aggravation. Aggravation. Stupidity of people. Exactly, exactly. Overzealous. Um, but totally hear you. So, anyway. um, uh, thank you for listening. Yes, so I'm Kerwin and my buddy. Kushro. 
and we're off. Talk to you guys soon.